You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Amen. If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to open with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 16. And we're going to, we're going to start out here in verse number 9. I want to speak about the rewards of loyalty. The rewards of loyalty. You know, many businesses today offer rewards to their loyal customers. They have loyalty programs. Different airlines, you know, will frequent flyer miles. They give you all kind of benefits. Hotels offer you points. And our, our youngest daughter, Courtney, is the real frequent flyer in our family. And so her and her husband just achieved the highest level you can get on American Airlines. It's called the Executive Platinum Level. Pretty hard to get there, but they get all kinds of special um, benefits. But can I tell you that God has a loyalty program? God rewards loyalty. God values loyalty. And in 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. God is searching. He's looking for loyalty. And the Living Bible says, So that he can show his great power in helping them. God is looking for loyal people, and he rewards loyalty. Proverbs 2 verse 8, it says, he pays special attention to his loyally committed ones. And when you go, if you're an executive platinum level of American Airlines, they give you special attention. But can I tell you that God pays special attention to those who are loyal to him. In Proverbs 15, verse 29, it says, God keeps his distance from the wicked, but he closely attends to the prayers of God-loyal people. I want God to closely attend to my prayers. I want him to pay me special attention. How about you? In Proverbs 11, excuse me, Proverbs 13, verse 21, it says, God-loyal people get a good life. Can I tell you that I have a good life? I'm so thankful. I'm amazed at how good the Lord has been to me. But I really believe that it's because I've been loyal to him. Now, that doesn't mean I've been perfect. It doesn't mean I've never made a mistake. But it means even when I've made a mistake, I say, Lord, forgive me, and I get up and I keep on following you. In Proverbs 15, verse 6, it says, The lives of God-loyal people flourish. In Proverbs 20, verse 7, it says, God-loyal people make it much easier for their children. You know that your loyalty to the Lord does not just bring blessing to your life. My children are blessed 
as a result of our loyalty to the Lord. The word loyal, according to the dictionary, this is what it means. If you, if you look up the word loyal, it means to be unswerving in allegiance. It means to give or show firm and constant support or allegiance to a person or to an institution. It means to be faithful to a person, a cause, an institution, or a product. Some synonyms for the word loyal, in other words, words that mean the same thing, is the word faithful, true, devoted, constant, steadfast, dependable, reliable, trustworthy, dedicated, unchanging, unwavering. That's what loyalty. And really, loyalty and faithfulness are the same thing. Some, some translations in the Bible use the word faithful and, and others use, use the word loyal. Like Proverbs 3 verse 3 from the Good News translation says, Never let go of loyalty and faithfulness. Tie them around your neck, write them on your heart. If you do this, both God and people will be pleased with you. And the New Living Bible says, Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. When you are faithful and loyal, you find favor with God. And you find favor with people. Amen? Proverbs 21, verse 21. He who pursues righteousness and loyalty finds life, righteousness, and honor. And another translation says, finds life, success, and honor. Do you notice how righteousness and loyalty go together? You walking and living a righteous life, you're going to be loyal as well. In other words, if we're not, if we're not being loyal to God, and, if, and, and if, if we're not being loyal to our family, to our friends, to our company, to our church, to our leaders, we're not going to experience God's best for us. In Proverbs 28 verse 20, one of my favorite scriptures it says, a faithful person will abound with blessings. Let me tell you, one of the biggest keys I can give you of walking with the Lord for 42 years is be faithful. Because there's some blessings that don't happen in your life immediately. There's some blessings that only come over time as you continue to be faithful. And as you continue to be loyal, not all of the blessings of God, everything God has for you is going to happen immediately. The scriptures say, he that is faithful in little will be given much. Amen. Being loyal, it's the key to abounding in blessing. It brings reward. It brings promotion. How many want to abound in God's blessings? How many want to see the blessings of God abounding? Wherever you go, a blessing overtaking you, chasing you down. I don't, I don't chase blessings. Blessings chase me. Determine that you're going to be loyal and you're going to be faithful no matter what. Because God is searching for loyal people. You know why he's searching for loyal people? Because they're hard to find. 
I said, loyal people are hard to find. The scripture says in Proverbs 20 verse 6, lots of people claim to be loyal. But where on earth can you find one? There's a lot of people that claim to be loyal. But the sad reality is loyal people are very hard to find. We live in a quitting society. People quit of everything. If they don't like school, it's too hard, we'll quit. If they don't like their job, quit. If they have challenges in their marriage, let's quit. Anything creates pressure, they want to quit. And unfortunately, even in the church, many people are not loyal and they're not faithful. They quit when things don't go their way. I can't tell you how many people <laughs> have told me, Pastor Steve, I'm with you, Pastor Steve. My life changed because of you, Pastor Steve. My life changed because of your teaching. I'm totally behind you, Pastor Steve. I'll never leave you. And then six months later, or a year later, or two years later, it's like they went into the witness protection program. Because I call them, they don't return my call. I text them, they don't return my text. Then they unfriend and block me on Facebook. If they see me coming down the street, they cross to the other side of the street, pretend they never saw me. But let me tell you, it's not new. There's not, nothing, nothing new. I shared, I shared this scripture this morning, 1 John 2 verse 19. It says, they left us, but they were never really with us. Because if, if they had been, they would have stuck it out with us, loyal to the end. There's a lot of people that are supposed to be here tonight. There's a lot of people left this church that weren't supposed to. God put them here. God planted them here. If all the people that God brought to this church that he planted here, if they stayed, you'd need 10 buildings this size to fit all the people in. We're supposed to have a different spirit. We're supposed to have an, an excellent and a loyal and a faithful spirit like Daniel did. The Bible says about Daniel in Daniel 6, verse number 3, it says, This Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king gave thought to sitting him over the whole realm. And the governors and the satraps, they, they sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge. They could find no fault. You know why? Because he was faithful. Because he was faithful. Daniel had an extraordinary spirit. He had an excellent spirit. You couldn't get Daniel to quit. You couldn't get him to quit when they threw him into a lion's den. Today, it doesn't take a lion's den to make people quit. All you need is the roar of a lion. 
A picture of a lion is enough to make some people quit. Tell your neighbor, I'm not a quitter. I am going to be loyal. The apostle apostle Paul, he was faithful and loyal despite everything he went through. The apostle Paul said that God put him in the ministry because he counted him faithful. And he went through more than we can ever imagine the things that Paul endured. At the end of his life, when he was in prison, he wrote to Timothy. In 2 Timothy 4 verse 7, he said, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I have remained faithful. You talk about faithful. I mean, the apostle Paul, he went through more than we can imagine. He was he was beaten five times, I think stoned three times, placed in prison, uh, left for dead. I mean, he was betrayed. And he told us a secret that helped him to stay faithful. In Philippians 3 verse 13, he said, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which Christ Jesus is calling us. You see, if you're going to remain loyal and faithful, you have to be willing to forget the past. You have to let things go. Disappointments and hurts, you have to let it go. That's why so many people today, Christians, are not loyal and faithful because they hold on to disappointment. They hold on to those to those hurts. They, they, don't, they don't forget the past. Let me tell you, everybody has disappointments. Everybody has hurts. I've had some things didn't turn out the way that I wanted them to. I've had some prayers didn't get answered the way that I wanted them to. I've had some things happen that I prefer did not happen. I've had some hurts. I've been hurt in church. Have you? I said, have you? If you haven't, just stick around. You've got to make up your mind. You're going to let go of the past. That you are going to press on for what God has in front of you. Because the enemy knows if he can get you to hold on to past disappointments and past hurts, eventually he'll get you to stop serving God and stop coming to church altogether. Because all you focus on is what you think that God didn't do and you forget about all that God did do. Paul remained faithful despite everything that he went through. Listen, don't give up because you have adversity. Don't quit. Don't allow offense to stop you from being faithful. I've had offenses come in my life. I've, I've, I've had hurts. I've had disappointments. But I made up my mind. There's no going back. I am pressing forward. I'm letting go of the things that happened in the past. And I'm moving forward. How about you? I want to be able to say, like Paul, I fought the good fight. I remain faithful. I finished my race. And the Christian life is not a 100-meter sprint. It's a marathon race. If it was a 100-meter sprint, everyone would do great. But it's a marathon. But if you remain faithful and if you remain loyal, you will see God's blessings abounding in your life. In 30 years of serving Jesus, the Apostle Paul He went through more opposition and more adversity than we will ever know. He was beaten. He was persecuted. He was stoned. He was in prison. He faced death, but he remained faithful and he remained loyal. Let me tell you, God's looking for people like that. 
God's searching for people like that. People who are loyal no matter what. Not someone who quits when adversity comes. Someone who quits when they have a disappointment. No, God's looking for faithful, loyal people. People who are loyal to him. People who are loyal to his word. And people who are loyal to their church, to their spiritual leaders, to their family, to their company, to their country, to their friends. People who are loyal. The Apostle Paul spoke about the loyalty of Timothy, his son in the faith. In Philippians 2 verse 20, he said, I have no one quite like Timothy. He is loyal. Most people around here are looking out for themselves with little concern for the things of Jesus. But you know, you yourselves know that Timothy, he's the real thing. He has been a loyal son to me, and together we've delivered the message of the gospel. He spoke about Timothy. I've got no one quite like Timothy. He has been so loyal. Apostle Theo, you all know Apostle Theo, right? He used to call me his Timothy. Here's my Timothy. You tell people, if you want to know how to be faithful, just watch Steve Barry, which didn't make it easy for me. Because I had a lot of people that were, they just didn't like me because I had favor with, with Apostle Theo. I got saved. I, I, I met Jesus through the ministry of Apostle Theo and Beverly Walmart at Christian Family Church in 1980 when I was 16 years old. My mother dragged me, but almost, because the last thing I was interested in was going to church. I mean, it's the last thing on my mind. But my mom got saved, and she went to a Christian Family Church, Johannesburg. The second Sunday, there were four people in a community center in the shopping center called Eastgate. And she immediately tried to get me to go. It took a little while. By the time I got there, there were, there were a couple of hundred people. And I remember we went. It was a Saturday night. They had a youth service. And uh, me and about nine of my friends, we used to ride these little 50cc motorcycles. We had long hair and fake leather jackets. I never got away from the motorcycles. Today I ride, I ride a Harley Davidson. But we rode in there on our motorcycles and, and, you know, I heard the gospel like I had never heard it. And I, I saw a man of God and I gave my life. I received Jesus that night. My whole life changed. My whole family, my whole destiny changed. And... The Lord spoke to Apostle Theo when the first time I met him at 16, shook his hand at the door. The Lord spoke to him and said, I've called this young man to ministry. I want you to disciple him. And I bumped into Pastor Theo at the gym. And uh, he said, why don't we start, let's work out together. And so that's three times, four times a week we'd exercise. And the whole time he's, he's discipling me. He's ministering to me. And one day when he wasn't there, one day he wasn't at the gym, I was on my own and I, was, I had my Walkman. You know what a Walkman is? You know what a tape cassette is? I had this Walkman and I used to listen to preaching. I used to listen to Kenneth Copeland, Jerry Saval, Fred Price. And I was listening to Jerry Saval. And he was telling how that he got saved under the ministry of Kenneth Copeland. And the Lord spoke to Jerry Savelle 
I said, I want you to stick to Kenneth Copeland like glue. And when I heard him say that, in my heart, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, uh, Steve, I want you to stick to Theo like glue. And boy, I took it seriously. Because any chance I had to be around Pastor Theo, I did. If he'd let me come asleep at the foot of his bed, I would have done it. Because I watched him, man. I watched him. And I was loyal. And I was faithful to Apostle Theo. He never had to wonder where I, not one time did Apostle Theo phone me and say, I missed you in church today. Not one time, because I never missed. I was there Sunday morning, Sunday night, prayer meeting, youth meeting, connect groups, connect group leaders meeting, Bible college, anything going on, I'm there. He never had to wonder, I wonder where Steve is today. He knew exactly where I am, in my seat. I did anything he asked me to do. Pastor Theo says, Steve, you should be a youth leader. Okay. I was 16. I didn't even know how to be a youth leader. Then he said, I want you, you should be an usher. I didn't really like the outfit. They had velvet jackets. They had blue velvet jackets. It's like, I'd never wear that jacket. But okay, I put on the velvet jacket. He said, you should, you, should, you should start a connect group. Start a connect group. He said, I want you to teach in Bible school. I was 19. I want you to teach Bible school. He didn't give me the curriculum. So he says, Pastor Theo says, Steve, I want you to teach in Bible school. But he didn't give me the the book. I had to make it up myself. He said, teach on faith. Teach on the book of Ephesians. I've got to go study this out myself. Best thing ever happened to me. I'd stand up there in Bible school like this. Because by nature, I'm, 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 I'm pretty introvert. I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not comfortable in front of people. I am now, but back then, Gosh, it was a big step of faith to get up in front of them and, and teach. But thank God that Apostle Theo gave me that opportunity and, 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 and he believed in me. And so I, I was at Christian Family Church Annisburg for 12 years. And I was seven years on, on staff, an associate pastor. And one day in 1990, the Lord spoke to me. I, actually, my wife heard God's audible voice, like I'm talking to you now. The Lord said to her, Cape Town, Musenberg. You're going to start a church in Musenberg, Cape Town. Now, I never heard the audible voice of God, but down on the inside, that still small voice of the Holy Spirit, he started talking to me about starting a church. This happened over the course of a few months. And so when, 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 when we both knew that God's calling us to start a church, I prayed and I said, Lord, I'm asking you to speak to Pastor Theo and Beth. I'm not going to say a word. I want you to talk to them. Because firstly, it'll be a confirmation for me. And secondly, I want them to know that you are calling me. This is not something I came up with. Because I had no intention of going anywhere. And about a month later, Pastor Theo called me out of the service. He prophesied over us. 
And then afterwards, he said, Steve, I believe God's calling you to the next phase of, of your ministry. And I said, what do you think it is? I knew what it was, but I want to, what do you think it is? He said, I believe you're going to start a church. I said, yeah. That's what the Lord told us. Where do you think we should go? He said, the first thing comes to my mind is Cape Town. I said, that's exactly. And so we were sent out, 1991, and started the church over in Musenberg. I wouldn't have gone anywhere unless Pastor Theo heard from God and gave me his blessing. Now, I've told that story for the last 40 years. And people sit here and say, amen, 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 amen. It goes in this year and right out that year. Because the very thing that I said don't do, they do. Let me tell you, God planted you in this house. And if he ever calls you out of it, he's going to speak to your pastors about it. He's going to let them know. They're there for your protection. If you're like, well, they're not hearing from God, you, 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 you're being really foolish. And everybody said amen. I really believe that the Lord has blessed me because of my loyalty. Pastor Theo is still my pastor 42 years later. And people think, well, you know, Steve, you probably Pastor Theo likes you and, you, you, you know, it's easy to be loyal. Let me tell you, I've had some conflict with Pastor Theo over the years. We don't always agree on everything. And one time he fired me. He did. He fired me. And then Pastor Bev stepped in and reconciled us. And then one time I resigned. And then the next day I had to go and repent. So don't think like, well, you've never, I've had, I could have got offended and left many times. If you don't know Pastor Theo, let me tell you, he's confrontational. And if there's something that you're not doing right, he's going to confront you on it. And I thank God that he's done that to me. But I've been loyal to him and he's been loyal to me too. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5, the Apostle Paul, he said this about the church in Philippi. He said they exceeded our expectations by first dedicating themselves fully to the Lord and then to us according to God's pleasure. So he said first they dedicated themselves to the Lord and then they dedicated themselves to us. See, God wants you to be loyal to him, of course. Number one, loyal to his word. But when you're loyal to God and loyal to his word, you'll also be loyal to the leaders that God put in your life. They dedicated themselves to the Lord. They dedicated themselves to Paul. God wants us to be dedicated and loyal to him and to the leaders that he puts in our lives. And loyalty and faithfulness is not something that is measured in days, weeks, or months. It's measured in years. You have to prove yourself faithful. Will you be faithful when adversity comes? Will you be faithful in the small things? Because God wants to see your faithfulness before he blesses you and before he uses you. If there's one quality that is lacking in our world today, it's loyalty. Let me tell you, people, very often they're just out for themselves. 
I mean, they will stab their friends and family in the back and they'll just to get ahead. They think nothing of criticizing their, their boss or their pastor or their country or their company. They don't keep their commitments. They'll pack up and leave a company after 10 years just because they get a better offer somewhere else. It, it boils down to a lack of loyalty. Even in the church, we had someone working for us for 10 years in the United States, 10 years working for us. One day he came to me, and I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to leave. To be honest, I was relieved. I was. Because I, I didn't want to fire him, but, but he, he resigned. And I said to him, you know, what are you going to do? And Where are you going? He said, I can't tell you. I have a better opportunity. His better opportunity was the church down the street. Praise the Lord. Let's see how it works out. Recently, Jill bumped into one of our members in the grocery store, and they told her that their connect group leaders had left the church. The only thing is we didn't know anything about it. They hadn't spoken to us, and we just had dinner with this couple like two weeks before we had dinner with them. They never said a word. We spent hours with this couple, premarital counseling. I mean, it was touch and go. But we spent hours ministering to them and eventually worked out all the issues, did the wedding. They were doing great. We became friends with them. The, the husband said he wanted to... He felt God call him, and he wanted to run, run, lead a connect group. So we, we trained them and helped them and sent them people to their group and went and visited the, their connect group. And now we hear from members of their connect group that they're leaving or they've left. So we don't know anything about it. And not only that, then they say the wife told this member in their group that she just got a big commission check. But they're not going to give the tithe on the check. They're going to wait till they find their new church, and then they're going to tithe on that. <laughs> you talk about not being loyal. We'll see how it works out for them. Because let me tell you, when you're loyal, you stick with someone through thick and thin. When you're loyal, you stick up for that person. You defend them. I was preaching in Dallas, Texas a number of years ago, and uh, the pastor said to me that, that, that someone that he knew, who was a friend of Pastor Theo and Bev, they, they'd been close friends with this lady, you know, her husband, who were pastors, they got divorced. And anyway, she said, you know, Pastor Thea was in town lately, Pastor Theo and Bev. And she said, I was so hurt. They never called me and they never reached out to me. And she was so hurt about it. And it was actually Pastor Don Clowers, who's a mutual friend of Pastor Theo. And I said to him, Don, that doesn't sound like Pastor Theo. And I think he wouldn't do something like that. And I was defending Pastor Theo. And so Don called the lady, and the next morning he called me early. He says, Steve, please forgive me. I'm so embarrassed. I called that lady because you defended Pastor Theo. You were so adamant, and she admitted that she made it up. She lied. It never happened.
Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in verse 7, the Living Bible, if you love someone, you will be loyal to him no matter what the cost. You will always believe in him, always expect the best of him, and always stand your ground in defending him. When you're loyal to someone, you will defend your faith. Well, I heard Pastor Allen and Janine did this. Oh, no way. They had never done that. I know them. Not well, really. Let me tell you what I heard. Proverbs 17, verse 17 says, A true friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in a time of need. Can I tell you, you know when you find out who your true friends are? When you go through trouble. This couple have proved themselves to be true friends to me. Because when I went through biggest challenges in my life, they were there. They stood by us. That's a true friend. Amen? True friends are loyal. A true friend defends. A true friend restores. A true friend is committed. Let's be loyal to our friends, to our church, to our family, to our company. Let's be people who are loyal. Let's let our friends and our family know that we are with them for the long haul. We're going to be by their side, committed to them through thick and thin. Because when you're loyal, you will stick with someone on the mountaintop when they celebrate their victory and you'll be with them in the valley defending their honour and fighting for them. Let me tell you, when, when you're successful, everyone wants to be your friend. When you go through trouble, then you find out who your friends are. I had some of the most well-known preachers in the world. If I called their name, you'd know they are. Preach at us in our church. And when I went through dark times, they were nowhere to be found. Not only were they nowhere to be found, they were talking about me. I got on the airplane with a preacher to come to South Africa, and if I called his name, you'd all know him, but I'm not going to. And I was standing, waiting to get off the plane, and he was right over there, and he pretended like he never knew me. Just didn't, just didn't, this guy preached in our church, I don't know how many times, he pretended like he never knew me. Thank God for loyal friends. Amen. It's easy to cheer people on when they're on the mountaintop, but a true loyal friend will be there cheering you on when nobody else is around. When someone starts accusing and talking about someone we love, we should say, hey, hey, wait a minute, that's my neighbor, that's my co-worker, that's a member of my church, that's my pastor. You better watch out. You talk about him. You, you, you come against him, you come against me. Well, instead of saying, oh, you know, did you hear what they did? No, we're supposed to lift the fallen, restore the broken, pour healing oil on their wounds. Psalm 145 says the Lord lifts the fallen. Proverbs 15 verse 4 says kind words help and heal, but cutting words wound and maim. Do you know that kind words can get people back on their feet again? Do you know that mercy is loyalty in action? I said mercy is loyalty in action. When you're merciful, when you're forgiving, when you help restore people, that is loyalty at work. Earlier on, I read the scripture of Proverbs 21, verse 21 from the New American Standard Bible. It says, he who pursues righteousness and loyalty finds life and righteousness and honor. Do you know how the New King James translates it? He who follows righteousness and mercy. 
it uses the word mercy instead of loyalty because mercy is loyalty in action. Let me ask you, are you being loyal to the Lord? Are you being loyal to your friends? Are you being loyal to your family? Are you being loyal to your company? Are you being loyal to your church? Are you being loyal to the leaders that God has put in your life? Do you stick with them through thick and thin? Because let me tell you, it's so easy when people are down or maybe when they've made mistakes to be critical and to condemn them. But that's really when our friends need us the most. A true friend is going to be by your side when you're hurting, when you've fallen, when you've made mistakes. And when we see somebody that is in need, our attitude should be, hey, they're on my team. They're part of my family. They're part of my church. I'm not going to sit back. I'm going to step up. I'm going to defend them. I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to help lift them up and get them back on their feet again. That's loyalty. Amen. I'm not saying that they haven't made mistakes. I'm not saying that they're perfect, but only the guilty need mercy. King David was loyal to King Saul. Even when Saul was chasing him, trying to kill him. In fact, on two different occasions, David could have killed King Saul if he wanted to. He he, he had the opportunity, but he said, I will not touch God's anointed. And the priest, Ahimelech, helped David, and he gave David food when Saul was chasing him. And when King Saul found out, he was angry, and he wanted to know who'd conspired against him. And Abimelech said this to King Saul in 1 Samuel 22, verse 14. He said, Abimelech answered, you have no other servant who is as loyal as David, your own son-in-law and captain of your, of your bodyguards. He said, there's no one that is as loyal as David, even though King Saul was treating David so badly, David remained loyal, that I will not touch God's anointed, and he would do him no harm. I really believe that's part of the reason that God so blessed David. I really do. Loyalty brings rewards. It brings blessing. It brings promotion. When God finds this quality in your life, let me tell you, he will cause you to abound with blessings. Determine that you are going to be loyal. And if you haven't been loyal, start today. That's the wonderful thing about the Lord. His mercies are new every morning. Amen? If you haven't been as loyal as you should, Just say, I'm sorry, Lord. I determined that I am going to be a faithful and loyal person no matter what. In America, our kids in school are taught to say the Pledge of Allegiance. They they learn this in school. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with justice and liberty for all. They learn that every day. There's some people want to take out the under God part. I believe that we should make a pledge of loyalty tonight to the Lord, to this church, to our leaders, to our family, to our friends, that we should, I want to, I want to encourage you tonight to make a loyalty pledge. What do you think? So if 
This is something that don't just stand up because everyone else is standing up. Because God sees what you do tonight. And you're going to be tested. I hate to break the news to you, but the enemy is going to test your commitment. But if you receive God's word and you say, Pastor Steve, I, I want to be loyal. I want to see God's blessings abound in my life. I want to become everything God destined me to be. I tell you, it'll never happen without being loyal. If you feel tonight that you want to make that pledge of loyalty, I want you to stand right now. Just stand to your feet and say this with me. Say, I pledge my loyalty to the Father in heaven, to Jesus, my Lord and Savior, and to the Holy Spirit, my comforter and my guide. I pledge my loyalty to the Word of God. I will be faithful to you, Lord, and to your Word, no matter what, no matter what adversity may come. I pledge my loyalty to my church, to my pastors, to my family, to my friends, to my company. In the name of Jesus, I am a loyal person. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that your blessings are abounding in my life. I thank you, Father. You are searching for someone to be loyal. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Search no more. I will be loyal to you. I will stay true to you. I will continue to follow you no matter what, no matter who does what. I will be loyal to this church in which you've planted me. I will pray for my leaders. I will defend my leaders. I will defend my brothers. I will defend my sisters. This is my family, and I pledge my loyalty to my spiritual family. In the name of Jesus, amen. And shout out amen. Give God praise. Hallelujah.